BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Straight up with Stassi. Hi, everyone. I'm Stassi Schroeder. She's the star of Bravo's Vanderpump Rules. I'm here to talk about pop culture, reality TV, celeb gossip, relationships. Stassi's new podcast is a hilarious look at the world and everyone in it. I want to give my opinion on everything. And she's never one to hold back on any topic. Because that's what I do best. Judge. (laughs) This is Straight Up with Stassi. Welcome, everyone, to Straight Up with Stassi. I am looking at a queen right now. Someone who I never thought would ever do my podcast is sitting here, and she's a little loosey-goosey because she's had two glasses of wine. I told her that I was going to roofie her to make her loosen up. Turns out I didn't have to do that. I have Lisa Vanderpump who's actually kind of filled with regret right now. No, you're (laughs) not. It's going to be so fun. Okay. Let me just explain. I know everybody listening right now knows who you are, but you, what I really admire about you is that you do so many things. And whenever I see you, you always just looked, look relaxed. I never see like exhausted. Is that another word for relaxed? I mean, technically, it's not exactly the same, but you're a restaurateur, okay? You've been an actress. You're a reality TV star, a television personality. You've been on Dancing with the Stars. You're a philanthropist, a mom, an author. Like, holy crap. You do everything. And now you have a line of... A sexual magnet. Yes, that's true. (laughs) A sexual (laughs) goddess. Okay, there might be a couple of people that might disagree with you, but okay, we'll go with that. Do you want me to do an icebreaker right now? Go ahead. Okay. Have you ever eaten Taco Bell? Have do I? Do you know what Taco eaten? Bell is? Well, no, I haven't eaten it, but I've seen it. So, what? Y- huh? Sorry. You have never tasted Taco Bell in your entire life. I can honestly say I've never tasted Taco Bell, and I'm probably missing something. But no, I have never tasted Taco Bell. Do you know what ranch dressing is? Ranch dressing. Ranch dressing. Do you know what that is? It's like a creamy dressing, isn't it? Have you ever had it? Is there something, is there a parallel to this? Is there something I'm missing? No, I'm just. No, I probably haven't. Okay. Listen, I was going to give you That doesn't make me a bad person. No. Do you have one in your handbag? It makes you, I I wish I did. I mean, I am, I'm I'm mystified right now. I can't believe, do you know what you're missing out on that you haven't had Taco Bell and ranch dressing? I'm sure. Because I got married at 21, there's a lot of things I'm missing out on, Stassi. No. But you know what? It's okay. 
I'm surviving. I am sitting here in a palace. I'm pretty sure you're not really missing out on that much. But Taco Bell and Ranch, I would check it out if I were you. Okay, well, you send me one tomorrow. Okay, I will. Listen, there's something about I'll the deliver. name Taco Bell. I mean, I don't want to put it down, but it's, it's Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Sound something. No. Anyway. Okay. Icebreaker. I, I will, because I'm going to show up at Sir with. Not even a bottle of ranch. Maybe some like homemade ranch and some tacos. Definitely but the fire sauce. But this comes from somebody that loves goat's cheese balls. I don't eat the goat's cheese balls at Sir, even though you and everybody else are crazy for them. I'll pass. You don't eat the goat cheese I don't. Do you know that I order them delivered to my house probably like twice a week? I know. There should be like a... a <laughs> I, I, I can't believe that you don't like them. No, I like them, but I'm not addicted to them like you are. Oh, I could, I could eat them forever. Okay, Lisa, I really have been wanting, I was Googling you and researching you just in case there were some things that I didn't know. And I want to talk about, I'm, I'm going to get into this a little bit later because I want to talk about Ken because you met him at 21 and then he married you, what, in six weeks? Well, we got engaged after six oh, weeks. Engaged. And we got married within three months. That's, that doesn't happen anymore like it did so 35 years ago i am going to i but I, I want to eventually ask you all about that because i think that you could offer up some tips to my listeners because we're all struggling out there 2017 do you even know what a dating app is i know what it is but obviously i've never indulged in that or if i did i'm not gonna reveal that now like <laughs> i would die to see you out in the dating world and to see well, like somebody what it else is would now. have to die before i was out in the dating world that would be true. my husband that's true so we're not gonna go <laughs> no okay. i'm happily married i've been married for 35 years in august you know i'll just talk about this right now what did you do you just met like where did you meet we met through my brother i dropped my brother off at his job which was at a nightclub and I went to dinner and I came back and their manager hadn't shown up. So I was helping them out and Ken walked in. And what, your lies, your eyes locked? Like, please don't, wait, what well, detail? Well, I did, I, I, you know what, it was the strangest thing because he was so wrong for me in every sense of the word. And why? He was 16 years older than me. He was a playboy. He was running around town with his trousers around his ankles. You know, he just wasn't somebody. And I was dating somebody else. And I just, I looked at him. There was an instant connection. And just through eyes, like just that, without even talking, that shit happens. That really happened. And then it's a bit of a long story and I don't want to bore you with that. But basically, I didn't see him again for about two months. And then I met him again through my brother. But the first night that I met him, he said to me, give me your number. And I said, no. And he said, I'll give you my number. And then he said, you know what? I'm not going to because I think I'm going to fall in love with you. That was the first night. Are that was the smoothest kidding me? thing I ever heard. And then I met him again. I went to America. I went back to England. I met him again, like six, eight weeks later. And we went on a date. And within six weeks, we were engaged. Like, okay, so like on the first date, 
what is did you was there some magic sentence that you uttered did are are you wiccan yeah but you're did looking you have at it from the no i'm not looking at like i was 21 you know i was independent i was you know i bought my own place by the time i was 21 I'm sorry what i bought my own place i had no help from my parents when i left home at 18 my parents gave me nothing was that just through acting yeah, through I, I worked two jobs. I was either waitressing, I was acting, I was modeling, I was doing anything I could, and I bought my own apartment by the time I was 20. What did it look like? Did it have, like, central AC? Uh, yeah, better uh, than that. Really? I mean, it was in Fulham, in London. And I bought my own place, and then I met Ken, and he wanted me to live with him. I didn't want to live with him. I felt that if I lived with him, it was kind of... You know the old expression. You kind of, you're, you know, what is it like? You're buy giving, the cow yeah, when you get milk for giving free, them, you know. yeah. Oh man, you know. Well, the milk was expensive, Stacey. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like maybe I should do as you do. I think the rest of us should do as you do. I don't know why are there so many dogs in here. Oh my God, you shouldn't be in here. Hold on a second. There are a million dogs in there here. There are. There's like. That's totally fine. That's really bad. Can no, you it's take not. him out? Do you mind taking him out? Can you take him out there? It, it's crazy. This is like the jacks of dogs. Get no, him I mean, away from it, me can then. Can you grab him? <laughs> grab him. <laughs> can you send him out there? It is the jacks of dogs. Y'all, I saw the most awesome movie ever last night. Okay. We all know that I love murder. I love death. I love like darkness things. It's just, I've especially in movies, it's just always been my favorite. Even when I was a little kid, like Beetlejuice was one of my favorite movies. Like what little kid watches Beetlejuice? I just, I love horror stuff, okay? And last night I got to go see Thoroughbreds. So up my alley. And if you're like me at all, then it's up your alley it's like american psycho meets heathers or like this is what or like mean girls but with murder so you get all of like the girliness of like a like a i wouldn't say yeah like a chick flick but it's with death and murder like it was i legitimately kept thinking when i was watching the movie that the writer went deep inside my brain to like the darkest part of my brain and then like wrote a movie with all like my wildest fantasies um uh, let me explain that sounds really creepy i swear i'm not gonna murder someone yet let me just explain what it's about okay so there's like a whole like daddy issues theme throughout this movie we have two upper class besties okay so two bougie ass teenagers with a shit ton of money and they're a little socialite and they become cold-blooded af because they decide to plot to murder the stepdad that's ruining their lives are you following yeah so we got two rich girls that are best friends trying to murder a dad a stepdad and then we have a drug dealer like a drug junkie that like comes in there's a like high society theme in it i'm telling you it's so good and it's so unpredictable and i i laughed 
pretty much the whole time. So it's like one of those like weird things where, yeah, it's like a scary movie, but it's fucking funny. And the actors are absolutely fantastic. Um, let me tell you who's in it. Well, I, I, we should say I should start off by saying Anton Yelkin is in it of Star Trek and he was phenomenal. Like his performance what it was it kind of made me emotional because of what happened, but it was he was so good in it. And there was also Anya Taylor-Joy from Split. I kept watching the movie being like, "Where have I seen her? I've seen her somewhere." I'm like, "Split." Yes, that's what it was. And we also have Olivia Cook from Ouija. Or is it Ouija? I never know. I play the Ouija board. I I just always like great kind of like graze over the like last syllable or vowel Ouija Ouija um but anyway everyone is so good in it it's amazing listen these girls are rich these girls are savage these girls are motherfucking thoroughbreds and this movie comes out March 9th everywhere if you like my podcast and you feel like you like the same shit that I do again you'll freaking love it it'll be your new fave uh, go see it. Thoroughbreds March 9th. I also forgot to add. I was sitting next to Katie during the whole movie and I just kept leaning over and whispering and I'm like, this could be us, but we have no one to kill. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I mean, go see it with your bestie. Okay. So I feel like that advice, like, no, you know, but, to- but what, what I'm saying is that you're looking at it honestly. What, I, what comes across to me so clearly is the way you're looking at it. It's like, how do you get a guy to marry you? Why? What did no. you do right? What did you... Not I necessarily... I like that. Well, not necessarily... Because I don't even know if I want to get married. No, but I didn't look at it like that. But it was like when he asked me to marry him, it was very much a two-way thing. I wasn't thinking I wanted to get married. Right. He actually said to me, I will never ask you to marry me because I know you don't want to get married. And I said, well, ask me anyway. He said, will you marry me? And I said, yes, I will. It's kind of trick, really, I guess. That's <laughs> really bluff. sweet, though. That's sweet. I see what you're saying. I, You know, because it, it looks like we're just being, how did you get him yeah. when he had to get you? Yeah. Also. Yeah. And I think it's that attitude, though, that you have that attracts people to you. But I think every woman should have that attitude. Yes. And this is why I'm asking you like, all show about me this. how worthy you are as well. Absolutely. You know, it should be a two-way thing. It shouldn't be a woman sitting there. Like, I, I hated it when Katie and Schwartz went through that thing of Katie saying, you know, are you going to marry me? Are you going to marry me? I, I could never go down that path. Right. You know, it should be, like, prove to me that you're worthy of marrying me. See, this, this is exactly what, uh, why I wanted to have you on here because this is what I feel like women, we all need to adopt this mindset because we're so used to being told, this is how you get the guy. Every magazine, why, how to get the why, guy. Why do you want to get the guy? Because why that's how we were all- want to get you? That's how society has no, like brought us that's up. that's absolute bullshit. You're two people and you've got to meet halfway. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, absolutely. You, you don't want to be like, oh, how am I going to- how am I going to snare this guy? What do you want to snare anybody? That's like asking to go to a party that you're not invited to. You want somebody to say, I want you. And then you think about it and you think, do I want you back? And it's like, okay, that was kind of, we met. You know, the greatest gift Ken Todd ever gave me is the fact that he was 16 years older than me. 
and he met me halfway on everything. He never put me down. He never belittled me. He would take me to meetings. He would ask my opinion. I was 21. What did I know? Diddly squat. But he would say, no, I want to know what you think. I and that was validation. That is so, that makes me so happy. That is so sweet. That shouldn't even be sweet. It should just be what it is. It should be what it is. Yes. And you don't want to marry anybody that doesn't want you as much as you want them or makes you feel less than. Right. You should meet them on an equal level. Anything else is not worth going down that path. Right. You hear that, ladies? It's time to adopt a new mindset. <laughs> Maybe you should I've, write a relationship book. I've been asked to write a relationship book. I just don't have time. I barely have time to go to the bathroom still, so you know that. Do you actually go to the bathroom? Because I'm convinced that you don't. No, I'm wearing a diaper right now. I, I just, really don't have time. I just feel like you don't use the bathroom. Like, I can't picture you going to the bathroom. Well, I'd rather you didn't have to do that anyway. You know what? I've been constipated for 35 years. Even my husband has never seen me go to the bathroom. How about that? Well, I mean... Never. Never. I think there's certain dignities that you have to keep in a relationship. Like he's never even seen you pee. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's okay. Different. But that's okay. But anything else? No. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be... I don't want to turn into a slob. I want to be the woman that he married. You know, I want to have a certain dignity. I'm not talking about in the bedroom. In the bedroom, you can be as naughty as you want because that's like a different thing. You know, like Jerry Hall said, be a cook in the kitchen or in the bedroom or whatever. Right. That's a different thing. But always maintain that kind of dignity that elegance because it's like the guy when he says you know what i want you kind of barefoot in the kitchen and no makeup and all that bullshit and then the first and then they hooker in high heels walks past yes. they're like you know no 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 you don't ever go down that i path, have always right? thought that. that you never do that when they say oh we want no 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 i like all natural no. and i just want do your natural thing on a sunday morning or it's when like you go to the gym or something like that and then you pull it together and you remind him exactly why he married you yes That's i it. i agree not that i really have any wisdom but i would like but to you do think have wisdom maybe like a, a pinch of it a pinch of it a pinch of wisdom but that's true like when I'm in a fight with my boyfriend, I make sure I look really pretty all the time because you I don't win. I don't want to give him an excuse to be like, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm you're a loser. Go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Do, do you and Ken ever like just have days where you sit around and like, well, like slobs a little bit and watch Netflix and maybe eat Doritos? We have days, honestly, our time is very limited. And I think when you have nighttime businesses, your time is very valuable because you're working through the day to do all the other stuff to maintain those, but then they also don't close till two o'clock in the morning. So you're very appreciative of your time together. And we do have days, but we often share those with friends. But I love a Sunday, but my Sunday might be cooking or riding my horse or having a barbecue or slobbing around in a sweatsuit with your hair in a clip and things like that and then watching a movie late and all drinking wine and laughing and karaoke and all that stuff we love all that stuff but then I also love the elegant kind of things that we do but you very rarely ever in all the years that you've known me very rarely ever see me on a red carpet or going to this or that unless it's something I support a charity I support right because my quality time is about time spent with people I really love and care about and cooking for them. I think cooking's a wonderful thing and so undressed, 
kind of undervalued, you know? I, I don't know how to cook, so like well, there's that. Well, cooking isn't about, it's about caring for people and it's about I love showing. ordering food for people. No, that, no, but come on. That's and plating bullshit. It. That's you being Stasi five years ago. That's not, I'm talking about cooking is, it, it's about caring about somebody and making somebody happy. It's just like cooking is like, it's like poor play in bed. You know, it, it's like about looking after somebody and nurturing somebody and caring about how they feel. Right. And I'm not talking about that with your friends, but showing people you love them. And to me, cooking for my husband and my family is just something that you can do. And in a way that you can kind of show you love them. And when you're with a man, and especially if he can't cook and he doesn't even know where the fridge is. I mean, Ken really doesn't know where the fridge is. When you do something that they can't do, they kind of value you even more. Does that make sense? Yeah, like when Patrick's hungover, I always take care of him, and I feel like he's never been more appreciative of me. No, but it's <laughs> like in a relationship, when you go through something with your partner, and it's a struggle, and it's a challenge, and in 35 years of marriage, don't think I haven't gone through things that are struggled, or challenging, or circumstantial that have put strain on a relationship. That's when you really appreciate your partner because you don't know, if you come out the other side, you don't know that you could have made it without them. And that's what cements your relationship because you think, wow, with that partner by my side, I felt much stronger, you know? Yeah. Whereas if you go through it without them, you think, well, fuck that. I don't need them, I didn't need them, I survived. So you don't need them as much. Like with Ken by my side, I feel stronger. Ken makes me complete. Seriously. I'm going to blow my brains out. This shit isn't fair. This and is like a, does it's a fairy tale. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've been in that closet. I've tried on almost everything. Not everything. If you weren't doing what you do right now, like, and you could do anything in the world, what would you do? But you can't do anything you're doing now. Is there a career or something that you have, uh, or a certain way you would want to live your life? Oh my God, if I could, because I love singing and I've done a few songs and that for charity. But if you said, okay, if I could have a dog that could talk, that would be off the hook. That's I know that sounds such crazy, a good answer. But if, like, if I could have, like, if Jiggy could speak to me and I could walk around with him and actually talk to him, that would be amazing. And if I could sing like Whitney Houston, then if I could have those two things in life, then I would feel like I am a fucking superpower that but was such a good answer i don't know if someone could top that a dog that could talk and voice like, like whitney, houston. whitney houston and fly would help as well because i have recurring dreams of flying really yeah i fly all the time i go sleep i fly interesting if you could okay if you if i told you you had to pick okay you die tomorrow or you live forever think about what comes with that what would you choose because if you live forever, you're going to see all your loved ones go away. You're always going to be I sad. I would live forever. You would. I would live forever. You didn't even miss a beat. I, I couldn't die tomorrow. I have so much, you know, to... But I'm not saying there are times when I haven't thought, oh, my God, 
I think a lot of women hormonally, they go through moments where they feel suicidal. You know, they've had those moments where they think, I just want to die. Right. Because I think that's part of being a woman, you know, that you have, especially as you go through the, the years that I've been through recently, where you have these incredible hormonal dips where you actually think, I just can't do this anymore. And you think, well, what am I talking about here? It's not circumstantial. This is purely hormonal, you know. Right. But, and we, I think a lot of women have had those, or a lot of people. Hey, I work closely with, you know, the Trevor Project, um, the suicide prevention. See, that's some, I didn't even know that you did that. Well, that's for the LGBTQ, you know, the hotline. And that, to me, is incredible kind of worthy cause. So I wanted to talk about that. When did you start, like, how old were you when you started to get involved in the LGBTQ community? Well, we created many kind of um, gay venues and and I was always empathetic to the LGBTQ community and I thought it was kind of grossly unfair that people should be judged by who they love. And really, what difference does it make to any one of us, you know, what people do in their private lives? and. Um, I just became an advocate many years ago now. Um, I will say, and I think... Going back to London, this is, yeah. Everyone who works at Sir or Villa Blanca or, or Pump, but especially Sir, I feel like we feel this way. It's the, how much you put into that community and how much you, you throw it down people's throats. And like I sa- I've said that before, that makes us so proud to be a part of that family. Like everything that you do, whether it's gay pride or how you talk about it in magazines or or you make sure that it's the focus of so much, it's it makes us all feel like we're serving somewhat of a purpose too. And I think you've all been very supportive. I talked about that with you um, in mind recently, you know, saying right. how supportive you all have been on gay pride. Look, I think... Life has no meaning unless you have a purpose. I really am a great believer in that and that you have to have something you want to attain or you want to achieve. I'm talking about philanthropically as much as ambitiously. And I think really, I don't want it to sound too cliche, but the gift of giving is so important you know, it's almost selfish because you actually feel better about a lot of things in your life, about being right. privileged, about being happy and and really charmed lives that we lead. But I if don't... If you give back. And I yes. think... I know that I've helped, you know, with many kind of causes over the years and it, it's certainly given us a lot of satisfaction in trying to help other people. But I don't think you know like just how much you've you've shaped like the zeitgeist, I guess. Like when people watch Vanderpump Rules, like when people watch, you know, stuff about Sir or see things about Sir or Pump, like you're m- just one person who could see something 
you're putting that in their brain. Like it, you're making it a bigger uh, deal. But I like have had, I have had kind of gratification from that. I really have. I've had people come up to me and said, my mother said, I saw your attitude. I saw how supportive you are. I've had that about adoption because of Max's story we've talked about. I've had that about LGBTQ, transgender. I've had that about the homeless situation. And I believe that with celebrity, and I use that word loosely because why am I a celebrity? I'm still doing exactly what I've been doing for you know many years, but um, I believe there comes a certain responsibility. Right. And I really believe in life as you get older, it's, I, I never want to put pressure on people. It's like even when we had our gala last year, you can't say, oh, can you donate this? Or can you, you don't know people's financial situation. Yeah. And people often pretend to be doing better than they are. So you can't say, oh, well, it's just a, you know, a thousand dollars for a, a ticket or 500 bucks for a ticket. That 500 bucks maybe they don't have. But I do believe that every single person can do something. And it doesn't matter how small it is. It doesn't matter if it's taking some shoes to the church. It doesn't matter if it's, if it's making a meal. It doesn't matter if it's whatever you do. I mean, our restaurant, Villa Blanca, has helped feed the homeless every week for 12 years. I don't see any other restaurant around Beverly Hills that is making food for the homeless. And why not? We've got 40,000 homeless in Los Angeles. That's almost the entire population of Beverly Hills. That's so, crazy. So there are things, and I'm not saying do a lot because a lot of people can't, but you can all do a little bit. There is something, yes, there's always something that you can do. You can do, yeah. Even if it's just using social media. I just feel like the power of social media nowadays to just bring attention to things, it's... Could yeah. you have imagined like 20 years ago that you would that that life would be this way that you would be able to just go and write something or or put something out there and like shift someone's mindset but or inspire comes, someone that comes like a responsibility with that as well doesn't it Yes of course and we should all be responsible really I remember cuz you were just um mentioning the gala for Vanderpump Dogs and uh, you were talking about Yulin, and that was that like all all of that. Every time that we've seen all of us who work at Sir or, or we've been around Sir, like it's the most traumatizing videos that y'all have put out. And I remember the day after that, I went on a date with someone random. This is when I was single, and he mentioned that he'd just been in China or something and he said that he ate a dog ate dog and I almost threw up and I had to get up in the middle of the date and be like I can't I'm so sorry like you're that that's it's it, it, it's a deal breaker like I have to get up and go and to get me his number <laughs> I would love to he was annoying anyway but that's something that I feel like not that many people we don't see that much of it. I only see it from you, the well, fight against Yulin. I really don't see it the that The Yulin fight has really been very difficult and it's been a long, arduous fight. But what I want people to understand is that for us to dictate other people's cultures is, is very difficult because they're going to question ours. But the Yulin fight was always about the torture that's what it was about. Now, having been a dog lover and having 
being the judge at the Hero Dog Awards for many years and seen how incredible these dogs are. These incredible creatures. We've got dogs that are predicting seizures, detecting cancer, arson dogs. We've seen eye dogs, uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome dogs, dogs that are doing unbelievable jobs. And Yulin, I, I, I would like to advocate that we don't eat dog at all, but that might be too ambitious. But Yulin was always about the torture. Right. They were like enjoying and salivating and salaciously torturing these dogs because they believed that by torturing the dog, they were stimulating the adrenaline, which made the meat more tender, oh God, which increased their sexual prowess. And we are doing a documentary on this, and that's going to literally be released in a few weeks. And it's going to shine a light on it. And again, Stasi, look, I've always tried to mentor all of you young people that work for me, not just about, you know, delivering the crispy chicken to the table, but about standing up for what you believe in, about being good people, about having direction, about having philanthropic kind of targets right and whatever you choose choose something i mean i have many targets many things that i want to achieve now don't you feel overwhelmed though because meaning Stassi, there's so much I that feel. you care about and you can't do enough there you but could I never do enough I, yeah. I wake up at six o'clock and you know i like to have my downtime too and sometimes when i feel challenged over petty bullshit you know whatever it is I mean, there's day-to-day things that you don't even see, whether it's need, you know, whether I need to go downtown to get this fabric for the chair covers, whether I need to kick this one's ass because this light isn't working or this isn't right or that. I mean, it's an endless thing, but you, you just make, you kind of prioritize and see what needs to be done that day and don't kind of sweat the kind of, you know, like the small stuff, you know? Yes. I'm very calm. You are. You're always so calm. But you, I are you just always on Xanax? Yeah, no, I never take any drugs at all. None. You've no. never done it. Have you ever tried a drug? Yeah, of course I've tried. What was I'm, your favorite? I'm not really, uh, you know, like uh, occasionally I would smoke pot or occasionally I would do something with my, like I have quite a famous friend that would give me a hit occasionally. <laughs> you badass you I can't say who it is um, no but I've tried loads of things in my past but um, not now not since Pandora was born wine is your poison no I have I mean I drink a cocktail um, drink wine occasionally do you ever get hungover? Because that was something that uh, my friends wanted me to ask I you. I do. I have a very low tolerance. So if you think how long I've been in this business, I max out at three drinks. So what does what your hangover feel like? Because you never look like you have a hangover and you never act like you have a hangover. When I have a hangover, I'm like throwing up. I can't oh, open God, my no. eyes. That, I would never. can't look no. at light. I have to just oh, like God, no. eat I McDonald's, Jack in the no, Box. No. Oh, my God. Do you no. know Jack oh, in the Box Oh, God, is? no. No, don't fancy that at all. But have I kind of had a long evening where I felt like shit and I wake up and I like drink a bottle of water and take two Advil and go back to sleep? Of course. That's it? Yeah, but That's like every day f- uh, that I wake up. No, it's not. Come on. Yeah, well, where I feel dehydrated to- and I'm like, definitely need a bottle of water at six in the morning and then go back to sleep. Well, how much do you drink a day? Um, 
It depends on the alcohol. Well, wine. I guess I would average probably three glasses of wine a day. But sometimes I drink beer. Sometimes I like go out and have margaritas with my friends. It really depends. Okay, that's not too bad. I, I mean, think it sounds a lot worse. Well, I mean, I can drink a lot more than that. And trust me, there are times when we're all hanging out and having a really good time. And I drink way freaking I more would, than three okay, glasses if of I, wine. If I drank more than three, I would probably be ill for two days. For two days? Yeah. I have, no, I can't do that. So like you just, you wake up, you take, you drink some water, take two Advil, that's it? Like, no, I, I literally, I probably have two drinks. And that's it. I don't drink in the day unless it's weekend. Oh, day drink is so much. Day drinking is yeah, so I much have, fun. I have and like you have like people to drive you around. No, I don't have people drive me around. I mean, I can have people drive me around, but I have a business to run. Have you ever been to a gas station before? Do you know how to pump gas? Well, I actually don't do that because the guy brings the gas to my house. I'm sorry, what? My car. Look, I don't do many things that I don't have to do. So the guy goals, would bring goals, goals. the gas to my car. <laughs> when I get in my car, it's clean and it's got gas in it. And my dry cleaning is in my cupboard and the groceries are in my fridge. So all those things that might take two hours a day to do all that stuff, I don't want to do. I want to do something else. Wait a second. Like, does he bring the gas in like a crystal embellished gas container? Like, what is it? Well, if you want to think of it like that, yeah, I do. but no, it's probably like a little plastic tank and he puts it in the car. And what if you like, okay, so you don't go grocery, you don't have to go grocery shopping. What if you well, want I Ben go and Jerry's shopping. or something? I go grocery shopping if I'm cooking. And what? Bristol Farms? Maybe. Is there something? Gelson's, fa- Gelson's is a fancy one Whole too. Foods. Whole Foods. I can't picture you like in a grocery, you know what? I go, have you ever heard of Universal Studios? The, yeah. the like, no, but like with the rides? Yeah. Okay. I go there all the time. And one of my favorite things to do. Why do you go there all the time? I love rides. So you see <laughs> all the time that you're spending like on, I mean, why would you? Because like on my Sunday when you're cooking and being bougie, I'm going to Universal Studios and eating a hot dog and beer. But I love to picture you there when i'm there like just riding the escalator hello everyone you wouldn't be able to everyone would just be like who the heck is if they don't already know who you are they'd be like who the heck is that why because we all look like we're slumming it and i've never seen you look like that well i slob around at home i'm a like fancy embellished velour tracksuit no 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 what do you what is what do your sweats look like Oh, I'm scruffy. You know what? I can wear the same pair of workout socks for a week. I take them off, put them in my shoes, put them back on, put them in my I shoes. I do that too. Right. I, I don't care. Like I'm a slop in the morning. I wake up at six and then I go to the gym at seven and then I quarter to eight. I take a shower and then I'm ready at nine and my day starts. Do you like own like old t-shirts? Like yeah. Like have sentimental. I, I can wear the same sweatsuit for five years. Lisa, before I die, I would love to see that. I have no designer bullshit, that type of thing at all. I'm either dressed up or I'm a slob. There's nothing in between. So when you're dressed like a slob and you're watching TV, do you watch like shows? Like do you and Ken yeah, cuddle I mean, up and like watch The Bachelor? Yeah, but I mean like a lot of my friends that you know, like 
Joyce and Michael, Joyce Giroux, Lance, Lance Bass and Michael. I mean, all those guys. I mean, we're slobs together. Sorry, guys, for dropping you in it. And what do you, wa- what do you watch? What do you guys watch? Oh, I watch The Crown. That's my favorite thing. Oh, on I've the been planet. wanting to start that. Oh, my God, that's fantastic. Or I watch a movie. We do a lot of, like, we have a laugh. You know, we'll, like, drink and we'll, like, sing karaoke and like, we mess about. And I've been here when you guys have been singing karaoke. Yeah. That's always fun. Okay. Um, When you guys watch movies, like, what movies do you watch? Well, only porno. This place is heaven. Seriously. No, I, I don't know. It's, we don't get that much time to watch movies, but, you know. Like in the winter, maybe more. What? It's not like we live in Alaska. Like, it's still summertime in Los Angeles during the wintertime. It doesn't even yeah, make know, a difference. I know, but like if it gets dark earlier, maybe we'll watch a movie. Like, what's your favorite movie? Oh, my God. I've watched some movies like seven times. Seven seven still, times. I've watched... Still Magnolias seven times. It's a good movie. Seven times isn't that many times, though. It isn't? I've watched some movies probably... Pretty Woman how many times? <gasps> oh, oh, over like God. 50 times. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, God, no. Okay. Um, Pretty Woman a, is a good one. Yeah, that's it. Like, do, you, do you have like a celebrity crush? Yeah, I do. But it's so cliche. It's like... Ew. I kind of want to change it because I feel that it's too cliche. Who? I don't even want to say his name anymore. Sean Connery. Oh, he's, yeah. But no, not now. I don't think I'd do it with him now because he's too old now. So tell me, Harrison Ford. No. Richard Gere. Listen, after being married, somebody 15 years older, I'm entitled to go a little younger. Justin Bieber. Oh, good (laughs) Lord. George Clooney. That's who it is. I knew. I can't believe I didn't guess no, that because first. because I just like his sense of humor. And also he bought a house in London or in, in England. I saw that. They're doing a lot of renovations. No, in but the- in, like, he bought the house that I wanted. Sonning Eye. Beautiful house. So kind of, I would marry him on the strength of his house in Lake Como and on the Thames. I would, yeah, I would do it with George Clooney. I would too. He's kind of funny. He's cute. Yeah, he's clever, he's witty. He's philanthropic. He is? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Well, you see, that to me is attractive. Match made in heaven. Because also somebody that's philanthropic, somebody who's giving, somebody who's generous. It's a reflection on their character. It's also a reflection of how they are in bed. Ooh. Somebody who's a selfish piece of shit is not going to be a good lover. You're so right. Lisa, I bet you can get it. I think that you've probably dated a couple of selfish pieces. I 100% have. And were they good lovers? Not all of them. No. I mean. Well, I haven't had that many lovers. You've had more lovers than I have. So you have more experience than me. That's so weird. Am I a skank? No, I'm not saying you're a skank, but you've had more experience than me. But I have made up for it over 35 years of sleeping with the same person. There's nothing I haven't tried. Well, there's a couple of things. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you've done it up the butt. I'm no, too scared I, no, to do that. No, 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 I would never do that. That's not me. That's I just not me feel like that's husband. where like poop that's, comes out. That's not me and that's not my <laughs> husband. Thank God. Thank God. Should I be offended no one's even asked me to do that ever? Because uh, no. my butt is concave. I think I would be flattered because my husband says I wouldn't want to insult you by asking you to do that. How nice is that? That's... He said I, I have too much respect for you. That's what he said. Hmm. Ken for the win. Ken for the win. Ken's like a very sexy man. 
He is a sexy man. Ken is. Ken knows what he's doing. If I was no, of okay, your age, I would like Ken. Know. No, okay. No, yeah. but Ken is. I mean, I would have to be like. Ken's got it going on, and Ken is very virile man. Very. Well, like a little too much. <laughs> ooh. Well, I can't even begin to express how thankful I am that you sat down and answered my questions because you really didn't have to. And you have a million things to do. And a lot of my questions were weird. I mean, have you had Taco Bell? That's a weird question. Yeah, but that's an easy question. I am going to end on one more question. Would you rather swim in a swimming pool full of poop or dead bodies? Just you have to do it, though, like gun to head. And you've already chosen to live forever. So like you just have you don't die. Uh, I think poop. Because I think the nightmares of dead bodies would. No, I definitely do dead bodies. I would definitely do dead bodies. I just think it's the weirdest question. You know, have you got anything better than that? No, I don't. That one, the dead body poop one, that is that's the best that I have. Have you asked anybody else that? I feel like I've probably asked everyone that. Most people say your answer. I'm one of the only ones to say dead bodies, but I like dead things, like scary movies and murder and... Why? I don't know. Ever since I was little, I loved Halloween. Like, Halloween you was like my favorite. dead people? Have you ever been into a morgue? Um, I would love to go to one. I have never had. want to see dead people? I want to see if I can handle it. I don't know that I could. I'm interested in it, but I don't know that actually, like, when push came to shove that I could handle it. I might chicken out. Have you ever seen anybody dead? Yes, but that was, like, at a funeral. Oh, you see, I've seen a couple of people dead that were very close to me. Wait, like, I saw our best friend dead. Wait, are you Like, just, yeah. like, like, not at the funeral? No, I mean, he died and in hospital in the London clinic and then, yeah, literally closed his eyes. That is cray. Well, it was, yeah. I have yet to Two weeks that. of watching him die was probably worse, but. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well. So poop. I'll go with poop. Poop. We're going to go with poop, everyone. Thank you so much. Everyone, please come into Sir Pump Villa Blanca, Vanderpump Dogs. Look up the Vanderpump Dog Foundation. And, and drink lots of rosé. Drink <laughs> lots of rosé. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you, Stassi Schroeder. Bye. Remember when I said that I was going to burn down Sir? Yeah, I think it was you who did that. You'll never know. Jeremy put it out. (laughs) Bye. Bye.